Hello everyone and welcome to the FPL Cougar Show. I'm Chris. I'm Kieran. And today we are previewing Game Week 12. So in tonight's show we'll be discussing each upcoming Game Week fixture, looking at the potential key players, differentials and clean sheets. We'll also touch on captaincy, reveal our teams and our planned transfers. Uh, before we get into the show properly, we just want to take a moment to say if you haven't subscribed to us on the platform you're currently watching or listening to us on, then you should do that right now. Uh, we're previewing every game week and recently rolled out an additional captaincy and differential uh, video per week. So subscribe just so you get all of that good stuff. Let's get straight into our review from game week 11, Kik. And it was a it was a big, big scoring week for a lot of people, including you. Yeah, so um, a good... 20-ish points above the um, the average of uh, 84 points total. Um, no hits. Did one transfer? Uh, did I do a transfer? Yeah, no, I did a transfer. Did. I did um, Wilson out to Adams, of course, which um, was awful. Mm. But <laughs> never mind. Um, so, yeah, 1.1 million up to 737k. So the comeback is on right now. Uh, that's fourth green uh, arrow in a row, I think, now. So, nice. um, yeah, the, the sort of crux of this week was all my premiums kind of delivering which was nice um uh so yeah james with the five point with assist obviously conceded but still yeah. with the assist which is nice to be on that side instead of the chillwell side of the um of the points instead um yeah, yeah tellers with the five which is decent um sort of covering the the chat the fact that i didn't go to a city defender i went tellers first mm-hmm. um yeah bruno six off the bench did super looked really good such a shame he didn't start because it could have been maybe got to the 100 club if he started yeah um yeah then Salah 14 Sun 13 KDB captain this week went off the Fernandez captain train onto KDB for the obvious captain and obviously worked this week 28 points and then uh yeah Calvert-Lewin with his his goal with um no bonus on six so, yeah, yeah no. nice. it was a nice uh nice high scoring week and uh, like you say all your premiums um, delivering well for you this week. It was a good one. Um, yeah, it's a similar sort of story for me, really. Um, but my premiums came, my points came from different premiums, basically. Sun, Kane, and Vardy. Uh, obviously, Kane and Vardy, you don't have. Suchek obviously chipped in with some points. I didn't have KDB or Salah for those captaincy decisions, so I went with Bruno and felt somewhat fortunate, but then somewhat like what could have been because uh, Rashford's mm. missed a couple of chances or a chance yeah. could have been a. Yep. All right, um, my transfer was a bit of a fail, really, because I was banking on Yota playing in that Wolves game, having been sort of rested quite a bit in the Champions League. Took Grealish out, and I thought, oh, let's, let's go for this one. But yeah, Yota actually ended up scoring less uh, than Reed did, who would have just played automatically rather than Grealish. So, bit bit of a bummer about that one, but not not the end of the not the end of the world. And keep Yota for this game week against Fulham, and then take have a look at bringing um, Grealish back in. So yeah, 74 points, green arrow, 7, 9, 8. And I kind of feel like now we're in December with the games coming thick and fast. This is a good time to hopefully make some quick decisions and get ahead of again. Yeah, and I've I've overtaken you in, in you rank and in our leagues and stuff. And then, yeah, I didn't see that coming, that's for sure. At least like four odd weeks back when I was 2.2 million and you were around the, the 600k-ish, weren't mm. you? So, yeah, yeah, never saw that coming. But yeah, just... um captains big difference i've, I've, oh, I've hit captains the last few weeks and that's that's helped a lot mm, i think we were talking about the weekend you must have got like i think 45 points in the time i've got about 13 i think some captaincy last three weeks so yeah it's not been not been too good for me so i need to do a bit better um someone top of our mini league we've got a shout out uh retai loma and uh 
Ola Hade, I guess that's how you pronounce his name. He's top of the FPL Cougars Mini League, and he's also world number one at the moment, and he has been for, I think, two weeks now. She was a he. Ola, Ola could be a woman, I yeah, guess. true, true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but he... He, she is smashing it at the moment. Um, yeah, just fair play. 86 points this week, which is huge again. And I think he leads second place overall by about 30 points, which is amazing. And yeah, if you're watching, hello. And um, yeah, glad you're, in, or glad you're in our mini league. Bring the numbers a bit up. Right, who, who, yeah. was the, who was the manager of the week in the mini league this week? Yeah, it's uh, Kabbalah United from John Bielsa. I'm not sure if that's a real last name. Sounds a bit coincidental, but <laughs> um, anyway, 99 points, which is obviously really big. Um, mm. Yeah, overall rank of 29k up from 128k, uh, but he played his first wild card. Um, yeah, and obviously well played this week. Um, yeah. yeah, James 5, Salah 14, Sun 13, all the sort of premiums returning with KDB captain as well and then he had that Suchek in there with the 8 points Bamford with the 8 which I obviously should have gone for <laughs> um, Kane 12 DCL and then he's, uh, his wildcard's kind of interesting because he's probably got a few issues going forward Justin's probably about to lose his place Kilman maybe lost his place uh, and then Dunn is in there as well as the sort of non-playing so he might have a few issues going forward but for now he's looking good yeah a couple of players you've got naming as it was Justin yeah. Kilman yep Scary stuff. All right, let's get on to the game week preview. It starts this weekend. Uh, Leeds hosting West Ham, and Leeds' Leeds's fixtures are turning. Um, it could be a prime time if you've not owned Bamford already, not owned Dallas, Eiling this season, or even differential Rafinha, maybe. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about who looks good for Leeds going into this nice-looking run? I mean... Bamford obviously scores, mm-hmm. had a few other chances last week. Again, you know, he scored against Chelsea, whereas I chose Adams, who didn't even, a <laughs> bit of a spoiler for later, but didn't even manage to get a shot against Brighton. So, wow. um, yeah, <laughs> shocking decision for me there. But I, re- I suppose I chose Adams just for the Brighton and Sheffield United fixtures because those two looked really good compared to mm. Chelsea and West Ham. Um, so, on the face of it, you know, I chose fixtures rather than form, I suppose. But then Adams had a bit of form as well. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Bamford. Um, yeah, 36% own now, probably going to start going up because people are going to start looking to sell maybe Calvert-Lewin and stuff like that to get Salah back in for mm. people who don't have Salah. So Bamford is probably going to start um, going up quite <laughs> even more than he already is, I suppose. Um, so yeah, he's fourth highest scoring striker in the game and that's from obviously a newly promoted side, which is obviously quite impressive. Uh, he's only actually four points behind Vardy and Bamford is obviously doing these points without penalties. Vardy's had, what, four, maybe five mm-hmm, penalties so mm-hmm. far? Um yeah, seven, two, two, and eight in the last four weeks. He's had two hauls in the season of fourteen and seventeen, and then this fixture looks pretty damn good because I think it's going to be quite open, quite attacking. Yeah. Uh, both teams can defend, but then both teams prefer to attack, and uh, yeah, they're both going to try and try and win the game. Um, yeah, an xG of two point five seven, which is fifth for all strikers. An xA of zero point five. Uh, shots is 16, which is first of all strikers. Five big chances, which is joint second. Uh, two key passes, zero big chances created. So stats are good for goal threat, mm. not so much so on the assist sort of potential side, um, which is something we definitely look for when we're looking for sort of informed strikers. But yeah, um, yeah obviously, if you can get goals, then great. Um, yeah, West Ham's defensive side has uh, sort of slid down the rankings of XGC of down mm. to about 7.09 now. And they conceded 53 shots, which is about mid-table. But Leeds have taken 65, which is the second highest in the same amount of time. So mm. um, it looks like Bamford should get a goal at least here or some sort of return in this game. Um, 
yeah, so I'm I'm a bit annoyed I didn't bring him in, but um, yeah, Unus should be looking for some returns here for sure. Yeah, definitely. I think he surprised to me really that he's still not sort of shot up from six one. Like he obviously had that initial burst at the start of the season, and his, his numbers have been great. I suppose perhaps because mm. he hasn't had returns, people aren't um, getting on him. But yeah, for for six million, um, he looks like a good sort of different option to Vardy and Kane, both of which I've got in my team. And at the moment, I've sort of front-loaded my team with with premiums. And when you see that there's premium, uh, sorry, low-priced strikers putting up the sort of numbers that low-priced midfielders aren't doing, it sort of mm-hmm. makes sense to have it that way around. Have the premium midfielders who are delivering and the sort of mid to low-priced strikers. So, yeah, I'm looking at Bamford and thinking this could be a good time to get him in, but. I'm sure, and I'm sure there will be a lot of people doing it, but I don't know if I can squeeze him in this week without taking a four-point hit. Really, who would you get rid of? Oh, I've been thinking about that for a while, really, because at some point I'm going to want to get KDB, and I'm going to want to have Salah or Fernandez, one of those or three. I think I'd, I'd, I'd probably get rid of Vardy. Vardy, yeah, just because it, he's playing in a, a worse team than Spurs, and the point seven difference isn't isn't a lot. I mean, Kane Kane's numbers aren't fantastic. Last four they've been they've been poor, but um, yeah, I'd probably get probably get rid of Vardy. Anyway, on to um, West Ham. We'll talk more about those two a bit later. Shots in the box, forty-one for them in the last four. That's the fourth highest, and leads just above them. So I think it could be high-scoring game, especially if there's an early goal on the player front. Yep. Um, Bowen is the one who's added had most attacking threat for them in the last four. He's had fifteen shots, ten in the box, and most of any West Ham play. He's also had one big chance and an XG of zero point nine. He's also been quite creative as well. Three big chances created and eight key passes. We talked about him on the Cougar Cubs video a couple of weeks back, and he returned. He had a bit of a quieter game uh, at the weekend against United, but still only owned by two point five percent, six point three million. I suppose he's not quite the talisman, but he's sort of filling in at the moment with Antonio, sort of in and out of the team. Um, so. Looking at his numbers, I was thinking, okay, he looks like the most attacking player. He's good, but Suchek has has bested him on uh, big chances. Every time I think about selling him, he gets something. Two goals in four game weeks now. I mean, he's still not providing like the best value for a four point or sort of a player under five to five point five million. But yeah, he, he's improved in the last uh, last four game weeks for sure compared to before. He's getting a bit further forward. Obviously, a tap in, but that's his bread and butter from a, a corner or a, or a free kick. Yep. Do you think I should keep hold of him for a bit longer? Suchek? Why not? The, the mm. fixtures are fine. Yeah, I see no reason to sell him if mm. you've got him. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I think, all like we said before, all the way till January, the only top four side they play is, is Chelsea. So, yeah, even though he's not a very sexy pick, he's definitely allowing for some other or more premiums in the in the team, really. Yeah. All right, on to the next game of the game week. Wolves are hosting Villa, who are going back after a week off. Do you think they're going to come into this one a bit? A bit rusty, or do you think they'll feel a bit fresher having had that week off? Impossible to tell, I suppose. Mm. Um, but they have obviously, they've obviously been training, unlike Newcastle have. So true. Mm. Um, yeah, because they haven't had to shut down, have they? So yeah, mm. I imagine they would have been rested and sort of just ready for this game completely. Yeah, and would have um, sort of read up about Wolves and what they're doing at the moment, and you know, seeing if they're playing a back four and all that sort of thing. And and yeah, I'm sure they'll be very ready. So. Mm. Yeah, I'm just sort of glad I have Watkins. I don't think Wolves keep a clean sheet, so no. um, yeah. What what reckons happened to their defence? I mean, they obviously dropped Kilman, and he looked like he was going to be the budget hero. And they've conceded. I mean, admittedly, it was two tough, trickier games, but Cody was a bit well, at fault, wasn't he? I wonder if their system's not helping them at the minute. 
Yeah, so in the three games that they played as a back four, they've conceded six goals. Um, mm. And they've had no clean sheets in the last four weeks. Uh, but then they had three clean sheets in the previous four weeks when they were playing a back three. So, mm. wow, um, okay. you know, that yeah, fixtures um, sort of different. And there was a sort of fixture swing in between with the, the clean sheets going. But, um, you know, there is a something to be had from that, that mm. the, the formation isn't quite possibly working and, and not suiting Cody and Bolly and you know Kilman did absolutely nothing wrong to lose his place yeah. so um, why they've gone to a back four I don't know um, maybe I don't know because it wasn't working with Jimenez they were trying to get more people up the field or something mm. or they weren't scoring enough goals maybe it was that um, but I don't know I thought Wingmax are good for going up the field so I don't know let's, let's just see but um, I'm going to give Kilman a, a few more mm-hmm. and hopefully they go back to the back three because it seems like it should be the right time for them to do that are you, I take it so I mean you've got him second bench at the moment you don't fancy him over Tellez or uh, Justin this game week uh, it's, it's hard isn't it you've um, got a lot of good defensive options this game week Ailing and Kilman yeah. both on the bench instead of Tellez and yeah Justin and uh, yeah, it's just um, James. I've got a back for a clean sheet, I think, and then possibly attacking returns because you never mm. really know with James. Tellers attacking potential. I, I don't know. I'm pro- possibly probably going to sell Tellers. I think anyway. So um, then Justin has obviously been awful, yeah. <laughs> but he's got Brighton home. You think they're probably the best chance of a clean sheet of Ali and mm. Kilman. So. Um, yeah, uh, I could start any of them really, but Eiling I don't think gets a clean sheet against West Ham. Okay, Kilman oh. probably not either. So, so you're hedging your bets on the other ones. Okay, that was interesting though. What what would you recommend though to people with with Kilman? Do you think just hold for now and see what happens? Yeah, I think so. I think if you're forced to playing it, play him, then mm. you probably don't have a good back four. You should probably think about getting someone better in. But um, yeah, for now, I think you keep him and just see mm. if they go back to a back three and, and hopefully they do. And then he can start a few weeks. Yeah, no, fair enough. I think Villa are coming into this one. Like you say, you've got Watkins still. And I think they're coming into this one off before the break, off the back of good form. So between game weeks eight and uh, ten, they were second highest for big chance of all the teams and uh, second highest number of uh, shots in the box as well. So they were looking quite quite strong offensively. Defensively, they weren't looking as great. So in the last four games before their week off, they conceded a league high eight goals but that might not be a problem against Wolves because they've looked a little bit toothless especially with uh, Jimenez out. Grealish I was one of the few people to sell it seems because his ownership only dropped from I think 40 to about 38.4% so barely went down at all and I kind of want him back for Burnley because after Wolves Burnley, West Brom, Crystal Palace some juicy looking fixtures and scores of 8-3, last four away games so I think I'm going to go without for this Wolves game and hope that Nuno keeps it tight but after that I sort of think I need Grealish back straight away yeah and um, just quickly on the wall side um, Podence played as a false nine um, mm. covering Jimenez maybe I don't know um, that silver guy doesn't seem to be trusted quite yet but um, I think they do need a striker so I don't know if Podence is definitely the way forward um, one of them Triori and Neto seems like they might need to be dropped out at some point so um but yeah then just on fabio silva 5.2 million 0.6 percent i think they need a striker they, they look like they um lacked that vocal point mm. against them um, liverpool um so yeah f- proper differential i think he's sort of possibly an alternative to brewster is that that really cheap sort yeah. of playing guy who's at least going to come on and get minutes each week get the, the one point and he should start a few games as well so um 
if you want to play that three formation with a cheapie, um, mm. I think he could be worth a look. You know, uh, I'm not saying def- like his stats are literally zeros right now because mm. uh, he has barely played any minutes. But um, yeah, as soon as he gets a run of starts, which which looks like could happen, yeah, then I think he could be a de- decent differential to to Brewster. Obviously, slightly more expensive, but yeah, um, I've been looking at him as someone to like. Maybe I go down from an Adams already to a to a um, Fabio Silva and get um, Tellez up to Trent or something like that. Oh, interesting! Um, but I'm annoyingly point one short, so um, yeah, that's really <laughs> annoying. Um, e- even I can't I can't even go from Watkins to him, so it's just yeah, that's super annoying. But um, I think you should hold Watkins though. No, no, I will do. But mm. yeah, it's, it's just looking at Adams or because I just really want Trent now. But um, do you? Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Fabio Silva, yeah, he could mm. just be an enabler for for some teams. Yeah, no, I think he's he's not a bad shout at all. We'll talk more about Trent as well in a minute because yeah, Liverpool putting these back to back clean sheets now. Trent came on, nearly got that assist again. I imagine mm-hmm. he'll start against Fulham. That looks like it could be a clean sheet. Anyway, more on that a bit later. Let's talk about a game which we'll probably pick over quite quickly because we're not sure if it's even going ahead yet. This is the Newcastle West Brom game. The sort of the news was, wasn't it that? more Newcastle players have tested positive and it seemed like it was edging towards being postponed again but there's been well, nothing the, the oh. news earlier actually you were about to say there's been no news but mm. there has been news that, that um, they have been able to train today apparently oh, okay. it's opened up but we we still don't know there was something like 10, 12 odd people with positive tests mm. so we still don't know like they said no idea who that is that could be any of the starters or it could be any of the the fringe players, so we we generally have no idea, and apparently they might be sort of appealing to the Premier League to maybe postpone it again because a lot of their first teamers are out. So mm. yeah, at this point we still don't know. Um, Wilson somehow rose last amazing a couple of days as well, which I think is very odd. But mm. um, yeah, so I really don't have much to say. I think Wilson is obviously a good pick in this fixture if they play. Um, but other than that, like it's it's all up in the air. Yeah, definitely. And on on the West Brom thing, I suppose the only thing to mention is how how much they fell apart going down to 10 men. I mean, the fact that Palace could score five against them just absolutely shocked me when I scored the result of that one. So, yeah, I think you mentioned Gallagher, didn't you? Uh, week yeah, before last, Another quite, Hello. yeah, tidy goal. And it was funny, we like praised Johnson because he had like not produced less than three all season points-wise. And then typically at home game against Palace, you'd expect some good points. He's He's got a zero, so uh, yeah, a bit unfortunate That's- for him. Lots of people sold Martinez to get him in, oh, yeah, <laughs> and that. for a for a zero, and some did it for hits and stuff. It's just like, oh, yeah, crazy. Ouch. Now fixtures aren't too hot after this either, as well. Man City, Aston Villa, and Liverpool in the next three. So, yeah, nothing too exciting about West Brom. Um, all right, big one. It's Manchester derby happening on mm. half. It's half five, isn't it, on Saturday? Um, now that I'm actually looking to take out, so my transfer this week, which I'm I'm pretty set on. I'm going to get rid of Bruno and I'm going to bring in Salah for the captaincy. And it's tri- it's a tri- tricky one because Bruno has been unbelievably consistent for his price. But um, yeah, I just can't look past Salah at the moment. And especially okay, that so, juicy game. <laughs> should, I, should I talk yeah, to you about Yeah, just Bruno. tell me about him. Because he's, right, he's um, been well, smashing him. So obviously 41% owned now. I'm sure mm. that's probably going to continue to go up, but maybe not this week. But um, yeah, 10.9 million. Um yeah, what a player. Came on uh, in that half-time. Um, most chances created by one player in a game of eight. And mm. that was at half-time uh, so far this season. So that's that's crazy. Um, not blank since week seven, obviously. 
17, 11, 10, and 6 in the last four weeks. And then he's not blanked away from home all season, obviously. This wow. one's at home. Uh, but yeah, 12, 11, 17, 10, and 6 away from home all this season. And then in the last four weeks, he's the highest scoring player by far of 44 points compared to 29, which is the sun. Mm. Um, yeah, XG 2.66 first, XA of 3.15. I don't, I, have we ever seen a three anyone higher than 3.15 in XA? That's mad. I don't, like, I don't think De Bruyne ever got, even got that high. No. Um, so, yes, shot 16, which is second. Uh, big chances created, six was first overall. Big chances himself first. Key passes of 16 first. Four goals, three assists last four weeks. Um, so probably the best player in FPL, I'd say. Probably mm-hmm. better than De Bruyne right now. Um, but yeah, his home form is more awkward. So that is possibly a reason why selling him might not be the worst shout for you this week. Um, yeah, he's had two, six, three, two, and 11. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, that sort of makes sense. Um, obviously, City's going to be tough, but I can kind of see it maybe being kind of open. Um, these two teams can't... Well, I guess they can defend, but I think they're going to try and attack, obviously. And Man United on the counter with Bruno seems yeah. quite good like it was in the second half against West Ham last week so um, yeah on your head be it possibly I think oh, he obviously did man. well um, I think against City last year where he got that assist for Martial with that, that um, cheeky um, quickly taken free kick mm. um, so so he has got um, history in this fixture still doing well so yeah I mean I'd like to I'd like to keep him and typically I probably will have to transfer him back in at some point but the way I've got the premiums at the moment, it seems so daft to take out Kane or Vardy for a four-point hit before either of these two fixtures, Crystal Palace and Brighton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, it seems silly to get rid of Yotta as part of that hit because I wouldn't mm-hmm. get rid of Sun or Suchek. And yeah, can you imagine taking a four-point hit on Kane and Yotta for something like Bamford and Salah? Because I think I can't see there'd be much much difference in it. So I've I've seen that all over Twitter this week, as in just like that's. That sounds like it's a good idea to Captain Salah hmm. and Bamford also is doing well. But at the same time, you're taking out two players who can really yeah. hurt you. Definitely. So, yeah. I mean, I was nearly close to taking out Kane or Vardy last week as my move. And thank God I didn't do it because between them, they were like 20 or point scorers. And yeah. like we say, I think FPL is wonderful at the moment because there is so many options, so many premiums. And you can't have them all. So it's finding, the, finding that balance is just crucial. Yeah, really interesting. Um, on the Man City front, you obviously captained Kevin and reaped the rewards of that, but still only owned by twenty three percent. Like I said, I think that shows nice. how much. Yeah, it is nice. How much variation there is. Last season's highest scorer only owned by less than a quarter of the game. Um, he's crept up points wise behind Bruno in the last four. That's probably to do with the fixtures, but he's had an ex point expected points in that time of thirty four. Uh, Bruno does lead him with thirty five point two, and he's done that in fewer minutes as well. Obviously, only played a half against uh, West Ham. 12 shots in the box in the last four is unusually high for Kevin. You know what he's like, you typically shooting from outside. And that's the third best of all players, only bettered by Bamford and amazingly McBurney. So it shows that Kevin's getting in, in better <laughs> positions. So, um, yeah, it could, could be more. I also, shout out to Diaz because I brought him in two game weeks ago, 12 points in that time, which is pro- probably as much as you'd expect. But, yeah, his ex- expected points rating has been crazy high. So 25.7 in the last four matches, which is better than Mares at 23. He's had uh, two big chances, which is the same as Mares, and only one fewer than KDB. And maybe more goals will come. He seems to be getting on the end of their set plays, and maybe it's only a matter of time. And I think that I'm pleased that he started both league games because it makes me think that he is Pep's sort of favourite now um, to start at the uh, centre back. Yeah, no Laporte last few. Mm. Um, 
Stone's been playing with him, but they've got the clean sheet still. So yeah, yeah. no, I think he's uh, so a good pick. Score prediction: This one probably one of the biggest games of the season. Ooh, so. I think um, I think City are going to win it. So they've not lost in three of the last four. They did lose last season two uh, 0 but yeah, I kind of fancy fancy City in this one, which I, I hate to say. I think if City are clinical, they'll they'll put on a good show. And um, no, so tough to call. I'm gonna say I'll say two one City. I do think it'll be open. All right, so no clean sheets. No clean sheets, no. Yeah, so um, I obviously still have Tellers got the assist last week, which mm-hmm. is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, his his points compared to what I should have just gone for Diaz like three weeks ago. Yeah. I think Diaz has got, is it two clean sheets or three in that time? Mm-hmm. Possibly three. So uh, yeah, I've got six, one and five from Tellers, which is, isn't yeah, as not bad. Like yeah. not, not too bad, but um, yeah, time to sell Tellers, I think, because of the fixtures afterwards. Uh, I mean, Sheffield United, Leeds, Leeds, can see, I can see them scoring. I see like, Sheffield United probably scoring as well. So, mm. um, yeah, and then Leicester and Wolves. So they, they don't seem like there's many clean sheets there. And, and Shaw's back now as well. And there's always, like, we know Ollie likes Shaw. So mm. Tellers is clearly Shaw's better, but um, we know Ollie, Ollie likes Shaw. So um, yeah. is Tellers going to get dropped? Quite possibly. Mm. So, yeah. I'm possibly looking at Spurs defence and we'll talk about them later. Um, I would like the City defence, but it, it seems like silly to change Tellers to a City defence this week. Um, uh, yeah, but there's mm. options. Yeah, no, definitely. What about what about Pogba's news the other night? Like saying it all from the agent saying, oh, Paul's contract in Manchester, everyone knows it's done. I mean, on the eve of their biggest game of the season against Leipzig tonight. Yeah. Oh uh, God! Just everyone's just sick of it now. Um, mm. He just needs to shut his mouth, <laughs> um, and then if he's going to go, he's going to go. He just doesn't need to say anything, really. No. Um, but yeah, so Pogba seven point seven million, one point one percent owned, which is kind of crazy, I suppose. <laughs> um, forgotten man, but yeah, yeah, ten point at first West Ham, all through bonus. Yeah, he had most touches of one hundred and fourteen, most passes completed, most recoveries, most shots on target. Um, those aren't exactly FPL. Um, point scorers but you know no. it help for the bonus but so i'm not saying he's a fantasy asset but if he can start to nail down a place mm. then at 7.7 million he could he could be worth considering at least yeah no it's an unusual one i mean maybe this will change his motivation for premier league and maybe he'll come out and say he wants to stay but yeah if he's distracted and thinking about moving elsewhere it makes him a, a strange asset really and it's funny how he's gone through spells in the united career like he has been essential Mm. And he's just done everything. And then really for months now, he's been quite woeful from an FPL perspective. So, yeah, yep. strange player. All right, Everton, Chelsea is a Saturday night juiciness. Um, Chelsea come here on the back of a clean sheet in their last three away games. And they're undefeated now in the last nine matches. XG of 9.49 in the last four is the top of all teams, as is their 47 shots in the box. So pretty sure they come here and, and score. Do you think they're going to get a result as well, well, uh, I mean, so the defence for Everton is mm. is pretty shocking, right? So mm. the XGC of seven point nine, uh, which is seventeenth at the moment, with seven conceded, and yeah. Um, yeah, they've only had one clean sheet all season, which is uh, the f- opening day for Spurs of all teams. Mm. They obviously have looked good attacking wise. Um, eighteen goals conceded, which is the fourth worst. They've only Sheffield United, Leeds, and Fulham have conceded more, and they've conceded more than West Brom and Burnley, which, yeah. uh, on the face of it, it sounds absolutely terrible. Um, so they're obviously missing Dino Coleman, and J Rod's yeah. form has obviously nosedived. Um, 
the highest scoring defender is 34 points from Dina, which doesn't sound too bad. Mm. But then in comparison, Sice, who hasn't played since week seven, has mm. got 38 points, four more points than him. So, um, And then in comparison to that again, Pickford, who's played every 90 minutes bar one game, has got 25 points. Wow. So, um, yeah, awful, mm. <laughs> honestly. That's not good um, is it at all. I yeah, so, so Chelsea, Chelsea obviously, you're going to expect goals here. Mm. Um, and uh, can Everton score against Chelsea? I mean, DCL still looking good. It's still yeah. His numbers are still good. Um, I mean, do we expect him to score? Like, What, what do you think? Uh, Chelsea have been good defensively, but don't have it but, enough to keep him out because he's just been relentless. Yeah. I think the fact that it's on a Saturday night makes me just think it's going to be a bit of... I don't know why, but it just makes me think motivation for Everton. I think they'll score one. And break the clean sheet and maybe he'll be involved yeah. in it but I don't expect them to score more than that I think Chelsea keep it quite tight so Calvert-Lewin's got 80% goal involvement so it's crazy um, isn't it yeah if he's obviously only blanked twice all this season one of those weeks you captain him <laughs> but uh, yeah mm. so if they're going to score he, he's going to be involved um, 11 shots 5 big chances still in the last few weeks uh, freaky passes then he managed XG of 1.44 against Burnley which is good 4 shots mm. and 3 big chances versus Burnley so um, yeah he's still looking good himself even though the rest of the team aren't looking on fire I mm. suppose so I think you still need to back him until he stops scoring like actually for for a few weeks then then you maybe still need to back but at the same time he's he could be a cash cow to get Bamford yeah. and then to get to get Salah and some people like that. So Chelsea, Leicester, Arsenal, Sheffield United, Man City, next five. None of those look mm. like good fixtures on paper, but it's the only reason we're keeping him is because of how good he is on form. Yeah. Not not compared to the rest of the team. I like his so. I like his goal involvement too. Like it's really strong. If he's getting eighty percent or he's involved eighty percent of the time, you know mm. when you're having a look, he's probably gonna be there. And he's just a penalty box poacher this season and all of his yeah. all of his goals are just him being in the right place at the right time can't see them changing how they play so yeah until he goes a couple games blanking I think yeah he's not going anywhere from my team could, could Silver and Zuma do a job in and Zuma obviously used to play with him at Everton yeah so. I think so I mean the, well Silver obviously no top top class uh, centre back and like we say Chelsea's defence has been excellent Last three away matches, clean sheets, and yeah, clean sheets and tough games against Spurs as well um, last weekend. So yeah, I don't see why they can't keep a clean sheet here. I do think it'd be tight, but uh, um, maybe one goal so, maximum for Everton. So yeah. Tiff, so what's your one. plans with Cavalier? Are you, are you keeping yeah, him moving th- forward? Yeah, I've got nothing really to, no re- real reason to take him out. I mean, if he starts blanking, then, then maybe. But at the moment, he's got such a high ownership. And he's still quite affordable and he's ticking along nicely. I don't really see why I'd take him out. So, no, I'm happy to keep him. Okay. Um, on the Chelsea side of things, I've just got to shout out Mason Mount, really. 6.8 million, 4.7%. He started all but two games this Grealish. season. No, <laughs> yeah. He started and played 90 minutes in the last five. And it's got, I mean, he's got okay scores. He's 6 2, 6 2, and 8. So, probably a bit pricey for someone who's not a talisman in a lesser team. But pretty good for the price. So all the sexy mids at Chelsea, admittedly, either these have been injured or not played. But Pulisic, um, Callum Hudson-Odoi, Havert, Ziyech, all started the season as sort of juicy picks. And he is top of all of them and only 12 points fewer than Verno, who, of course, is like 9.5 million. So, yeah, he's, he's a he's a having another sort of decent season, I'd say. And um, I think it sort of leads into my point about Werner, really, because he, he's just not very clinical. So at the weekend, he had an expected points 
of um, 10.4. He had an XG of 1.3 without scoring, just notched one assist. He could have been sitting on a 16-pointer. He had two really good chances, obviously got the assist at the end. Uh, last four game weeks, he's had the second highest expected points of all strikers, but he's way down on actual points. Is it it's just going to take like a, a little bit longer for him to start filing, or do you think just naturally he's just not that clinical? Uh, yeah, possibly that. Um, I don't know. Just mm. it just seems like I expect him to. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's not. Mm. And he actually prevented a goal last oh, week, didn't he? With incredible. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, if you've got him, I think you still keep him because they're is a decent. Yeah. So. He could have had some hauls like this past weekend yeah, and really a couple of weeks have. ago. So, yeah, yeah, he's let himself down. Just finally on, on um, James, you must feel quite relieved now that he looks like he's part of the furniture in that back line. Mm-hmm. Five starts, five 90 minutes. Um, he and Chilwell, just, if they're not getting a clean sheet, they're usually getting some sort of attacking returns. It looks like he's finally displaced. That's yeah, pretty I- I think I kind of just lucked into it. I was just like, I'm going to keep him for one more week just in mm. case. And then he just he just started playing all the time. Mm. <laughs> so I was just like, okay, I'll just keep him, keep him. And he just seems to be the the one now. So it's worked it, yeah. yeah. And he's and he's done well. So yeah, yeah no, fair enough. Right. Um, Sunday starts with uh, Southampton hosting Sheffield United. I mean, Sheffield United. I can skip over quite quickly by just saying they moved off the bottom of the table at least for expected goals conceded in the last four. Um, XGC now of 7.2 uh, only the 6th worst but I th- think it's going to be a, a tough game for this one Southampton has scored at least 2 goals in the last 6 home matches um, and it's really like I said only, earlier only really McBurney it's putting up any numbers worth looking at he's the second highest shots in the box of all players in the last 4 games finally got his reward with that headed goal but yeah who's seriously going to back a 5.6 million price Sheffield United forward to sort of play and he's he's way too much money to put on a bench so yeah, nothing really from me on Sheffield United at the minute. What about Saints? Because Danny Ings, he's back. Yeah, um, got to assume he's back full time. I would assume. Mm. Um, yeah, good fixtures next five weeks of Sheffield United, Arsenal. Uh, well, Arsenal, I think is still a good fixture for them. Man City at home, is obviously not great, but then Fulham and then West Ham after that. So, I think uh, the four other than City look good for attacking wise. Mm. Um, yeah, he obviously. He managed 200% more shots than Adams did in, in 45 minutes less last week um, with two. Um, an XG of 0.9, XA of 0.49, and one big chance, one key pass, and one big chance created. So mm. good for for 45 minutes work from him. And he's, he's come back firing. And obviously his penalty wasn't a penalty. It was outside the box. So I don't know what VAR's doing there. But mm. yeah, eight points, three bonus. Um, yeah, Ings is back. Simple as. Um, yeah. It's a yeah, shame so his hasn't gone down, isn't it? Yeah, if he was cheaper, I'd, I'd certainly be looking at him. Um, and I obviously am looking at him, but he's he's definitely a differential at 5.9%. Mm. So um, so just on Adams, I obviously chose him, as I said earlier, over Bamford. Um, Bamford scored against Chelsea. And yeah, Adams didn't even get a shot, as I said earlier, against Brighton. So uh, zero shots, 0.0 XG, 0.03 XA, zero big chances, one big chance, one key pass and zero big chances created. It's an mm. absolute stinker from Adams. And just what I didn't need coming into a Monday fixture when I just think that Adams away to Brighton seems like, yeah, great. I'm, I'm looking <laughs> for some points here. And oh God. Um, so Ward Prowse, um, 6.2 million 13.3 percent um kind of just keeps finding a way to return mm. somehow um 
a 3, 2, 11, and 5 in the last four weeks. But two weeks prior to that, he had 11 and 17 point hauls as well. Um, yeah, his, his XG and XA are pretty low, but that's showcasing his returns are coming from low chance free kicks and corners. Um, but, you know, that's someone with free kicks and corners can always return points in FPL. Yeah. So yeah. Um, his, his constant output is probably not sustainable, but with someone with such quality on those free kicks and corners, um, then, yeah, he, he looks like he could be a pick. Um, 6.2 million, I still think is maybe too slight, too, slightly too expensive because mm. um, he's not going to get open play goals. But um, anyone that's got him in at the moment is obviously not thinking that. So Yeah, they'd be well happy um, with him. Yeah, so, but they're not, then he's not going to have penalties because Ings is back now. So as we've seen in the 45 minutes that he came on so yeah um there's that hit that bow is gone from him but um yeah he's a decent pick but not for me for the time being i don't think but, no like we yeah. said last week for me as well like it's difficult to keep relying on these set pieces i mean last night was an amazing header to get him that assist and he obviously we he has been scoring free kicks and setting up some amazing yeah. goals but it's going to be it's going to be really hard to maintain that but i, I do like him as a player i think he, he's he's tidy but maybe not quite for fpl I really want to get Ings, man. I mean, 8.3 million, 5, 5%. I'm just trying to look at my team and think that because Southampton's fixtures are okay after that Man City game. They've got Fulham, West Ham, and even this Sheffield United game now isn't, isn't bad. And I suppose even that Arsenal away game is all right because Arsenal have been suffering at the moment. So maybe only one bad fixture in the next five for them. And yeah. Um, yeah. I- I good. wish one of those um, my premium mids weren't wasn't on form and I could I could sell them because <laughs> I just can't afford him otherwise. Yeah, so. uh, that's yeah. another one another player to add to the mix of players. Like it would be nice to have, and yeah. that's, that's the only good thing. All right. Um, yeah, I've got I've got more stats on him later because I'm I'm gonna maybe talk about him in the uh, differential video. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, Palace against Spurs on. Um, I think another one on Sunday. And Palace obviously rip roll past West Brom. Um, Zaha was involved. It's no surprise that he came back into the team and they started to um, put the ball in the back of the net. We've not really considered him so far this season. Do you think it is mainly because he's... I mean, you and I, this is, other people have. Because he plays for Palace and you can't rely on him for or attacking returns every week? Yeah, probably. Mm. I and mean, he's he's always been very hit or miss, hasn't he? Yeah. He gets a few hauls and then he just goes disappears. Um, but he's actually the fourth horse highest scoring mid in the game mm. um, with seventy two points, which uh, um, surprised me when I was looking at that. And surprised his ownership is still fifteen percent um, or over fifteen percent, uh, as he obviously had the COVID. And I thought thought many people would have got rid of him, but um, yeah, still doing mm. points and still scoring. Um, yeah, last five games, not including COVID, he's had 9, 13, 1, 5, and 18. So, yeah, those are nearly Bruno, le- Bruno levels yeah. of point scoring. Um, so, yeah, decent. And then versus West Brom, an XG of 0.72, XA of 0.2, six shots, one big chance. Mm. Um, zero key passes, zero big chances created. But still, he's he's looks like he's more of a defined goal threat now than a mm. sort of assist, uh, I suppose. And, um, but, yeah, he worked well with Benteke. And looks uh, pretty hungry post COVID. So um, yeah, fixtures of next five are pretty poor. Yeah. I wouldn't put him past him scoring. That that is what's putting me off. Zaha is the only thing that's putting me off getting like a Spurs defender for Tellers. Oh really? Um, but okay. then again, like Spurs because it's, it's Palace at home. Yeah. Um, I think that as a Spurs have just dealt with City. They've just dealt with Arsenal. They've just dealt with Chelsea. But exactly. Clean sheets against all of them. That's the time where they can see where they let the foot off the gas at the at the back and they can see to a Zaha mm. 
I don't know, Wonder Girl or something. It's just, it just seems nailed on to happen. Well, yeah, maybe it does. And looking at Zaha's stats, this could be, if he keeps up this rate, it could be his best ever season. So his his best ever attacking returns was 21, so that was two seasons ago. He's already got 10 attacking returns, and we're obviously mm-hmm. just about a quarter of the way through the season. So if he continues this, he's going to be, well, one, great value for money this season, and two, a great FPL asset. So at 7.3 million... Sorry, 7.4 now. If he can keep that sort of level of consistency up, yeah, he'll he'll do well. So he's definitely one to watch for me a little bit closer than I was. And we said he had some good fixtures about five, six game Mm -hmm. weeks ago. And he's, yeah, I think he's returned in his last, or three of his last four, or four of his last five now. So, yeah, he has been consistent. The the fixture swing is over for them. It's got bad. Yeah, it has got bad. Maybe I think it swings back in about six, six game weeks, maybe just something like that. Anyway, just briefly on Spurs then. So it's still a bit of a mixed bag of fixtures. Obviously, Crystal Palace and Liverpool away in the next two. Uh, Leicester, Wolves and Fulham. I'd say maybe there's only one or two really good fixtures in there. Maybe that, that uh, Leicester game and Fulham at home. Um, they have kept three clean sheets back-to-back against City, Chelsea and Arsenal. And not really, like we talked about last week. Not many people talking about their defence. Uh, nine goals conceded all season. By far away the best record. Um, I'm pretty confident they won't concede one against Palace. Five clean sheets in six. And Eric Dyer still just five million. Um, yeah, are you a bit surprised we haven't seen more love or people shouting about Spurs defenders? I mean, you know what Jose's like. I don't know. I think they just gone under the radar somehow. Mm. Um, just yeah, because everyone thinks Dyer's crap, which I, I do think he's crap too. But look, they're keeping clean sheets, so yeah. I don't think Regulon's a good defender either. But he's keeping clean sheets, mm. so um, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, if I was going to go for Dyer. I would bench him versus Liverpool because mm. it's five million, and that's yeah. that's perfectly easy because I've got a, an Eiling or a, a Kilman or someone like that. He can come in, mm. so I think he's playable against Palace. He's playable against Leicester, Wolves, and Fulham. So, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe Dyer is the one. I'm talking myself into it possibly. I don't have I don't have anything against their defenders. It's crazy. So their highest own percent of defender is Doherty, six point three percent. He's not even played the last three games. And the fact yeah. that, I mean, you know what Mourinho did at United in their season where he finished second? He had such a record number of clean sheets. I'll see if I can find it now because De Gea played pretty much every season in that one. And he racked up loads. Let's have a quick look, see if I can recall it. I think 18 clean sheets they had in that season. So I don't know how many that they've matched already, but 18. Was that right? Yeah, 18 clean sheets. And yeah, if Spurs can do anywhere near that. And Dyer, 5 million would be pretty good. De Gea was priced at 5.5 million that season, remember, because I had him all, all of the season. So, yeah, Jose Mourinho's second season defensive block is is well and truly in full effect at the moment. Are, are they going to let the sort of um, shackles go? Because obviously they were probably mm. playing like, they're close to playing like a six at the back with like, um, uh, what's it called? Um, Hoiberg and sort of Sissoko just jump, jumping back yeah. in you know, out of possession against these bigger teams, but mm. against Palace. That probably won't happen. No. Um, so is that sort of solidness gonna gonna sort of go out the door? <sighs> Who knows? I don't know. Well, they've had five five out of eleven clean sheets so far this season. Like I say, three against City, Chelsea, and Arsenal, and two against oh the other two against Burnley and West Brom. So there's a mix of good teams and bad teams there, quite literally. So yeah, I mean, if, yeah. if I was looking to make a defender transfer, I'd be right at the top of my list at the minute as well. 
I think he I think he's good. Um, on, he takes a couple free kicks as well. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Um, just on on Spurs' attack, we know quite a lot about them, really. Kane and Son. What else there is to say? So if you add up all their games played this season, so twenty two, obviously eleven each. They've only five blanks between them: three for Son, two for Kane. Their ownership is crazy high still, fifty eight and thirty seven percent respectively. Look good options as captaincy again this week, but I think it might be a bit difficult to captain either of them over. Um, Salah and maybe even KDB, but they'll yeah they'll be sort of in third and fourth place, I'm sure, for many. I was thinking about selling Son before um, he went oh, no. and scored against Arsenal mm. to get um, Tellers and Son out for like a Grealish and a Trent or someone like that, and um, yeah, can't do it now, can no I? <laughs> I mean, even those that Liverpool and um, Leicester game, but they look good, sort of attacking yeah. and counter wise for for Son, so. Yeah, I think I just need to keep him. Oh, definitely. I mean, the first player to 100 points so far this season, and obviously Mourinho's teams are going to hit the majority of big teams on the counter-attack, so you can probably expect some um, some points and even in the tougher games, and they've been putting them to the sword in the easier games as well. Notably, that Southampton game, Man United, West Ham, Burnley. Sun's got some, some big double-digit hauls already this season, so yeah, at 9.5 million, when you compare him to Salah at... Uh, 12.3 and maybe even Bruno at 10.9 he's offering some good value it's just if you've got the mm-hmm. the to put the armband on him alright um, should we move on or do you want to chit chat any more about that one yeah yeah let's go cool alright Fulham are hosting Liverpool in the game which I'm obviously going to bring Salah in for um, those seven goals conceded against Fulham man seemed like ages ago three clean sheets in three for Liverpool you were talking just a little bit earlier about wanting to bring Trent back in is that because of the fixtures, I take it, and a little bit of form they've got now? Yeah, I mean, clean sheets are as soon mm. as everyone, actually, the, the people that everyone owns go. Um, but yeah, Trent, I mean, we know he's he's great. Mm. And that maybe that time off has helped him. He looked good when he came on. So um, differential at like 13-odd percent, yeah. is it? Something like that. Um, so yeah, I, I, I always like Trent over Robbo for some reason. Um, just maybe the free kick potential. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I would love to get him, but it's just, just, just how to afford him yeah. at this point. Um, do you, I mean, do you think uh, Liverpool come here and batter Fulham, or do you think it'd be a bit of a closer game? Well, I mean, uh, the Fulham only conceded two to City, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but that sort of flashed to Leicester. Um, yeah, and then yeah, so I, I think the yeah the, the scoreline against City flattered them, and then Liverpool could you know they could be clinical and take all mm. their chances, uh, even though. It's, players like Salah aren't really exactly clinical mm. um, so yeah I think Liverpool surely win easily um, and probably a clean sheet so th- there's just points to be had from Liverpool here yeah. surely yeah no I think so I mean I was surprised and probably naively to th- see that Salah's only blanked twice this season I think because he's been out with Covid it sort of made me not really appreciate how consistent he's been um, in his last four away games, scores of two, seven, nine, and six. So no double figures, but I'm sure against Fulham he's going to have a good chance to do that. Thirty-one uh, percent owned, so still like not even one of the highest premiums. If you think Bruno's higher than him, you've got Kane and Son both mm-hmm. higher than him. He's still a little, um, little way down there. He actually doesn't make in top twenty players of shots in the box per ninety minutes in the last four game weeks. So that takes into account the game he's missed and sort of averages it out. So. Yeah, he's he's been a bit been a bit quieter, but I'm I'm quite confident this week he's going to be brought in for me and just sling the armband on him and just watch him go free. Yeah, it's, it strikes me of a, a Bournemouth away <laughs> in the last couple of seasons mm. where he gets a hat trick and they just yeah 
He's going to rocket you up the ranks mm. if, you, if you put the captain on. It might even be a triple captain fixture Ooh. for him, possibly. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm going to do it, but um, yeah, Fulham's XGC is is dead last right now. Yeah. So eight point seven six with seven conceded, um, but they have kept kept a few teams um, sort of decent, I guess. Mm. Um, no, so, so Fulham side. There's no one really to mention that we haven't already. Like Lookman, who's looked decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cavaliero, five point three million on penalties. Yeah, but you're not really going to pick him. No. And Guisa, 4.5 million, is probably is the best value cheap mid in the game, actually. Um, does seem to be nailed on. I think he missed one game on the season. But he's had two assists across the season, which is the best returns from all the 4.5s. Um, I think a couple of them have had a goal each, but he's had multiple returns and two assists. So, mm. um, yeah, he looks like the best value cheap midfielder. Um, but that's really the only pick yeah. you can go for in Fulham right now. Ah, fair enough. All right, Arsenal against Burn- Burnley. Uh, is coming up also on Sunday. Battle of the battle of the two sort of bottom half teams um, here in this one. I haven't really got a lot to get excited about on the Burnley side of things. They're sit second bottom for XG in the last four, and they're only better than Newcastle, who obviously played a game less. So they're yeah, really not tearing up any trees on the attacking side, and not particularly good defensively either at the moment. Four big chances conceded against Everton, two against City, and two against Palace. So they're even. Their reliable backline is looking a little bit. A little bit vulnerable. Games against Arsenal, Aston Villa, who are obviously quite prolific. Uh, Wolves and Leeds in their next four. Nothing really there, which makes me think I want any Burnley players, sadly. Yeah, let's just say I'm going to be put, watching the NFL at this point, um, or I'm going to be putting Elf on or Home Alone. Because <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal Burnley, just, nah, it no. just sounds so boring. Um, <laughs> so, um, Bamiang, uh I mean, we mention it each week how bad he's been mm. and he's continuing to be awful. Um, 9.6% owned. Like, what are these people doing? <laughs> they must be dead teams, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so one goal from open play all season, three returns in 11 weeks. I think one of them was an assist. Um, uh, 90 minutes in every game by about four minutes. And yeah, shocking. Mm. Sh- absolutely shocking. Um, the defense has actually looked okay. I mean, sixth highest um, scoring defender at the moment is Gabriel at 5.1 million of 46 points mm-hmm. um, 90 minutes in every game bar one three clean sheets across the season which isn't too bad for Arsenal two goals I don't actually think he's the worst idea to pick up because I was looking at Dyer maybe mm-hmm. Gabriel as someone like he's 11.7% owned which is kind of high actually but mm. they have a good fixture swing Burnley Southampton Everton Chelsea but then they've got Brighton I think what else have they got I think it looks good past mm. that as well um I just get it up a second. Why is the Kane trying to injure Gabriel with this all this back and in gear? And... Oh, it's idiotic. It's um, dangerous. So yeah, past past Chelsea, Brighton, West Brom, Crystal Palace, Newcastle, Southampton again. Hmm. Yeah, those those are good fixtures. Um, so I think it's what two traditional top six until Saturday, thirteenth February. So hmm. yeah, good fixtures for the defense, and and they have been more defensively minded because hmm. because Arteta doesn't seem to know how to attack. So there you go. Um, a defense holding, I guess, maybe an option with Martinez. Uh, not Martinez. Uh, Louise out. Yeah, for maybe a while. We don't know how bad his um, sort of head injury was with Jimenez, but um, yeah, Gabriel five point one. Louise um, hmm. Bellerin looks okay attacking wise. Awful defender, but. Um, yeah, there's potential in that defence, and, yeah. and I, I know I mentioned it to you the other uh, the other day, and you were you just did. like, "You must be mad." But yeah, I um, say that. I don't think I am mad. I don't think I am. What about Dyer though? He's che- he's point one cheaper than Gabriel. He's like seven percent l- uh, less owned, or owned by seven percent less people, and he's playing a really good defensive side. 
Maybe Arsenal quite good too. I'm buying Gabriel. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's good. I'm just he's just an option. Okay. He's got goal for it as well. That's true. That's Obviously. true. Yeah. All right. Last game of the game week. Uh, Leicester host Brian, which I'm hoping is going to be another one for Vardy to excel in. Although he did leave it a bit late against Sheffield United, and it was just it came from a mistake. Um, so he's been a bit. He's been good because he's returned twice, but generally he's been quite underwhelming in these two games against Fulham and, and Sheffield United. Like I'm thankful I've got points because he's he's now done more than Wilson would have in that time, so that's sort of okay. But yeah, generally you've been expecting holes. Yeah, I was expecting I was expecting more points if I'm honest, but maybe I can't get too greedy. Let's see what he does in Brighton because it's the last of the three good fixtures. I was sort of thinking yep. he looked. He looked worth having for us. Anyway, um, shall I shall I mention him while you're talking yeah, about him? D- yeah, just yeah. quickly, because um, I've got the stats on him. So four, mm. four, two, five, and eight last four weeks, and many actually sold for, uh, to get him from Kane, mm. who's actually had nine, four, two, and twelve. So that's nineteen versus twenty-seven, which is a loss of eight points in that time, which mm. is a bit of a shame. Yeah. Um, but Vardy, most Premier League, Premier League goals since the start of le- last season. Vardy top with 32 mm. um, and seems to come up clutch in the last minutes of every game Is that's happened in the last two weeks yeah um, yeah. his actual stats are good which often doesn't really align with what Vardy's good at um, so XG of 2.96 was the first of all strikers mm. and XA of 0.86 10 shots 4 big chances 3 key passes um, yeah so that's decent um, yeah. I think he's certainly worth keeping now obviously people are looking to to, to get rid of him to get Salah in and stuff like that um, but I think he's worth keeping this week because mm. it feels like the fixture that you get rid of him, he could haul and and, and Brighton are there for a spanking at some point soon. Definitely. And I kind of think also after this, Everton, you know how woeful they are. I think that's going to be quite an open game and opportunity for him. So it's maybe really only the the Tottenham and Man United games, two of the next five where I'm a bit worried about him. But he's a strange one, him or Kane. Who would you pick out of those two? I mean, people, I mean, the the money's or the price is quite similar. It's only point six different. You, what considering fixtures? No, just considering anything. Well, Kane, surely. Okay, so you were quite in. Well, quite straight with that answer. Why? Why, <laughs> the... why so easy over on him? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, they've Kane has looked less good, hasn't he? At least recently. Hmm. So, uh, I don't know. It's, I suppose it's quite tight. I mean, maybe just slightly better attacking team in in. And better team in general players around Kane. Yeah, yeah. I know it's close, isn't it? I've been trying to think yeah. about which one to get rid of to bolster midfield because I'm going to need. Um, I think I'm going to want to switch to three premiums in midfield with Fernandez, Salah, and maybe KDB at some point, or at least two of them. And it means sacrificing one of them, but I kind of put them both at the same sort of level. And but at the same time, I think it's a lot easier to captain a midfielder than it is either of those two. Which makes me think they don't justify their their price point, but no, it's, it's I think it's a really interesting one. And I don't quite yeah tough yeah tough. don't quite know where to go with it. Anyway, on the on the Brighton side of things, um, one point eight eight expected goals conceded on average in the last two away games is not great. So, do think they probably can ship one or two goals in this Leicester game. Fifth worst record overall. Just one clean sheet on the road this season was against Newcastle in game week two. Um, well back well back we got to mention because he was the coup cup pick for me last week. Clutch assist. Again, something he didn't know absolutely anything about. Uh, he's just won a penalty and got a cheeky assist. He didn't even know that the ball had been handballed. But anyway, three returns in the last four starts. Five, uh, sorry, nine, five, and five. 
um, in that time. Handy price of 5.5 million too, while they have good fixtures and he's likely to play. However, I mean, his highest returns in also a goal tally in the Premier League season is just nine. So, yeah, don't expect him to pull up any trees. But, yeah, fixtures for him, Le- uh, Leicester, Fulham, Sheffield United, West Ham. So they're okay still and uh, yeah. don't mind well yeah. back at all. Can I just mention uh, Ryan? Is Obviously, you mentioned yeah, just yeah. the one clean sheet. Well, how many clean sheets have they actually had? One. They've had two all season. Mm-hmm. And Ryan just seems to be... Um, they look like they might have a decent defence. Mm-hmm. He just seems to always concede and he seems to not get any saves either. Mm-hmm. So he just seems to be an awful 4.5 million keeper pick this year. He's actually gone down now as well. People are fed up with him. He's 4.4 million. Yeah. He's only got one extra save point once this season. That's bad. So that, there, there's your difference. Like Compared to a McCarthy or mm. Meslier or Johnston, he's got one extra save point. Yeah, it's not awful. good. I mean, they're, they're like, their defence is good and they keep they keep possession. So they don't give up many chances, but they usually give up big ones that people take and goal. Yeah, yeah. ruin yeah. it for him. Um, and just quickly on Justin, um, Suanchu and Pereira seem to have had um, issues again. So mm. I think he's nailed on for at least maybe one, maybe two more weeks. Who knows? Um, but yeah, the last two fixtures have been Fulham and Sheffield United, and he's I expected twelve points minimum from him, um, and he's got three points in those two games. So um, awful, just shocking. <laughs> I'm just um, so annoyed that mm. I probably have to play him this week, and he's probably going to concede. So yeah, great, fair enough. Right, I think that r- r- wraps it up, doesn't it, for this game week? Let's just go over it quite quickly before we we finish. Finish um, captaincy this week, probably quite firmly on Salah. Yeah, there's no no one else for me. No one else. And transfer this week? We've got any clear after doing the show? Uh, yeah, like I said, possibly Teller's out. Um, well, yeah, I think it will be a Teller's out because I I can't see United getting a clean sheet. Mm. Maybe they maybe they will because you don't really know how the, that game will go. Mm. Um, and I don't even know if he's going to be dropped. So Teller's maybe somewhere, and then maybe a DCL to a Bamford and Teller's to a Trent is interesting to me. Mm. Um, but I'm not sure I like the, the three six million forwards. I think that that's a bit awkward. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Teller's dire seems quite good. Or maybe even regular on if I can afford it, which Ooh. I, I think I can. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, Teller's dire would give you a little bit of cash in the bank as well. Yeah. Cool. All right, we'll leave it there for tonight. Now, next game week, obviously this game week finishes Monday. Uh, sorry, Sunday. And the next one starts Tuesday. So um, we'll try and Ooh. we'll try and do a because it's we're into December now, Kieran. They love having the, the games come around quite quick. So we'll try and do a, a mm. short preview, maybe a live show or something next Monday evening. Um, but we'll uh, update you on uh, YouTube and what we're planning. So yeah, until next time, have a good game week. And any questions, just pop them in the comments below. Cheers, everyone. Good luck. Bye bye.